Welcome to another episode of the Always High Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Penzone, and today I have one of my very special guests, and he's also a good friend of mine, Dylan, and dude, I can't pronounce your last name to save the life of me, honestly. <laughs> You're all good, bro. It's very, very difficult. <laughs> no, but what's going on, man? I mean... Uh, you know, just living life, dealing with all the issues that come with it. Oh, man. Dude, I... No, I got you. But first, before we do anything, normally we do spark a blunt, but Dylan, you're trying to get a CDL, so we're not going to do that because I have respect for your job. Yes, <laughs> But um, for the aesthetic purposes, I do have a lighter here, so just give me a moment. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man, but, um, so what, what's going on in Big Dylan's life now? Like, what's going um, on? I'm, I'm dealing with, like, a really kind of fucked up relationship where I have somebody who doesn't respect the boundaries of a relationship, I guess you can say. This man is an undercover single guy right now? Yeah, I uh, guess you, you can say that, because being in a relationship, you got to really figure out if somebody's actually trying to uh, be legit with you and sometimes you gotta figure out whether they're constantly lying or they're being truthful. Yeah, I know what you mean and um, I don't know, like that's that's the thing, like it's always hard to find somebody that like is, wants to be 100% truthful with you but also at the same time like you gotta like open yourself more to people and I think that like it has to do, honestly, it has to do with our generation and just kind of how fucked up the dating, dating scene is because uh-huh. everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to go be in a relationship, fuck this person for a while, and as soon as they don't do what I want, I'm going to go find somebody else. And that's not how healthy shit works. Yeah, no. That, like, and I hate when people do shit like that, too. Like, oh, like, I'm going to fuck around. I'm going to do this, do that. Like, and then it's just like, oh, you just get lonely at the end of the day. Yeah. How do you, like, when you have somebody that's there for you, and I've been in this relationship for almost five years now, how do you go from being there from with somebody and being okay with going and seeking out attention from somebody else, knowing you have somebody that's there for you and that's faithful and that's literally helped you out? and help you fix yourself yeah and i don't know this is coming from somebody who actually like might have taken advantage like of a situation like that like i had somebody like just how like basically how you were to her is basically how she was to me like she was the best thing ever and i think like i don't know thought all relationships were to be like that and i kind of just took it like like I took advantage of the situation, like, and I didn't realize what I actually had. Yeah, and it sucks. But like, dude, you how old are you? Like twenty five. Twenty five. You've been in a relationship since twenty. Twenty twenty one. Oh my god! Short, shortly after my twenty first birthday, I got in this relationship. About three months after, and I'll admit that during this, this is my my first real real relationship. So I had to learn how to do a lot of it and how to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of was a piece of shit for the first two years on certain things, but 
I did help her in like fixing what she what issues she did have. And then after a whole bunch of shit happened, she started seeking out attention from other people. Um, not trying to go too far into the detail, but it's, it's just one of those things that how does it go from everything's going to be okay, I love you, you're the only person I want, to, well, you didn't show me attention, and he did, so. Yeah, I never I never really understood that, honestly, like. Because like, we're we're giving enough tension as we can give because, of, like, it might be like because of our work schedules or could it, like it, you're like out there working like I don't know how many fucking hours I work you do ten hour days. yeah like you work ten hour days you want out of that ten hours like attention all the time yeah like, so so I get up and I'm probably gone for like eleven and a half twelve hours out of my day and. Sometimes you just want to come home and relax, and it's very hard when you have somebody that's demanding attention from you immediately when you home. I know the feeling, just <laughs> not in a relationship. I mean, but at least he's never going to be like, oh, well, you didn't give me all the attention I want today. I'm going to go find somebody else. But even if he does go look for attention with somebody else, he's always going to come back to you. Yeah, that's he's, he's loyal. Yeah. Like, he's got that loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> but... It's, I don't know, it's very, very difficult. And then when you're the only person that's working and you have somebody that is constantly home and they have all their time to do whatever they want, but you get very little time and then you're supposed to spend as much time as you can with them Mm -hmm. without getting your, your own time, it's very draining emotionally. And... Especially with the shit that's happened to me as a kid, I have, like, I get into my phones where I don't want to be around people, I don't want to talk to people, I just, like, fuck everybody. Mm -hmm. But trying to be there for somebody, dealing with all that, and it's just very hard. And the way that I grew up expecting relationships to work was communication. Everybody, everything's all good. Like, yeah, you have your fights, but you have somebody that's there for you. They understand what you're going through. Yeah. And being gone through all this shit, I know more about relationships and how they are and they're never going to be perfect. But if somebody actually genuinely cares for you, they're going to talk to you and they're going to work out the shit that's going on, not yeah. be like, oh, well, I'm not getting what I want from this person. I'm going to go to this person exactly. and see if I can get it. And it's, you know, like you might get it for a little bit, but like it, it, at the end of the day, like it's not going to be the same. Yeah, especially especially if you're talking to somebody in another state or like over Xbox or anything like that, you're not going to. What 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 are they going to be able to do for you? Are they going to be able to hold you, like comfort you when you're dealing with shit, having a bad day? Like really, like what can that person do for you other than be a listening ear? Yeah, and. With that, I think that, like, just people in general just don't know what they have until it's actually gone. So, like, now that, like, I I know that you guys, like, broke up the first time and, like, you've been single. But, I mean, I think it's going to hit her, like, hard. Like, oh, hey, like, I don't have this anymore. And then, like, the people that I'm fucking with now, they're not going to give me that. 
and I think that she she already realizes like what is going on in that aspect of yeah these people are there and these people are talking but none of them like it's it's a fleeting thing like this person might be there for you for six months right mm -hmm. why would you why would you throw away a in in a sense like why would you throw away a perfectly good car that yeah it might not be the best it might have its issues with flaws to go buy this flashy looking car that's going to break down in six months and you're not going to be able to fix it. I don't know. Like females be tripping sometimes because there's, there's a dude who, um, on Logan Paul's podcast I was watching earlier today and his ex-girlfriend did a, like broke up with them. Like his, that dude's girlfriend broke up with him and then did a porn like shoot for $500. Like they, they just be, they just be tripping honestly sometimes. Like, like they, we, we live in a society where like, yeah, I get that for like twenty years, maybe we're really kind of dogs and just kind of shitty people. But like, now the rules have kind of reversed, where guys are realizing, like, younger generation of guys are realizing that hey, we can't keep doing this to females; it's not going to work. But because the younger generation of females watch the older generation get fucked up by guys, for oh so yeah, long, no, they, they're doing it now too, dude. And that's that's the thing, like. And it's not even most guys that do it either. It's just like, I'd say, there's a select few. Yeah, it's just a select few. What's up there? I know. We just said what's up. But yeah, I just I, I don't understand it and can't comprehend it. It's society is the way that everybody's made relationships now. Like, 20 years ago, you didn't have Facebook, Instagram, and stuff like that, where if you were having an issue, there wasn't 20 guys in your girl's DM waiting for you to do make one small fuck-up. Yes and no. I, I wouldn't say, like, yet and like, yeah, we didn't have the social media aspect, but, like, we still had cell phones. Yeah, but even 20 years ago, like, cell phones weren't really, like, as they are now, where you can get everything and make it all super, super secret and... Like Snapchat, for, for oh, instance, yeah. Snapchat, like 20 years ago, that wasn't a thing. And even if you were doing something, you had to like, your messages were always there. Your phone bill printed out what oh, your yeah. messages were. Like you couldn't do it the way that you can now. Yeah, you couldn't just like save a message. Like you couldn't just save it or just like have it. Yeah, as soon as, like I, the way the way everything works now with social media is you can make those messages disappear so fast and it, it won't be there. Yeah. Where 20 years ago, phone bills, like every month you used to get this statement of how long this number was on the phone and all this. Oh, and no, you still get those. You, you still get them, but they're not as in-depth as you used to be. Like, you can't request cell phone records like you used to from your, your, your carrier. Yeah, no, actually with working, like I used to work for Verizon, so we used to have people, like, do that shit all the time. And we tell people like, yo, you got to go through the courts. Like, we can't do that. Like, we yeah, can you, send you out like what's on the back of your bill. Exactly like that, but like, nah, you can't. So, so 10, 15 years ago, when cell phones just came out, yeah. and, like when texting wasn't even really a thing, you still had to go out socially and interact with people and do that, and it was a whole lot easier for people you knew to see your girl fucking around on you she was or something like that, and you didn't have. Again, 15 guys sitting there waiting on standby 
to wait for that moment where you're like, oh, fuck him. And then, oh, what's going on? Are you okay? Da-da-da-da-da. Uh, but now there's so many people on standby just waiting. Yeah, um, and I think as long like it's always gonna be like that now though. Yeah, like, that's, that, that's something that we can't avoid. Like <laughs> now it's just like now it's just like you can't fuck up as a guy, and if you do, like you better be good at apology or something like that. Like, you, but but even then, if you fuck up now as a guy, it's, there's there's no coming back from it really because females are so quick to just change their perspective, their their view on it and be like, oh, well, he fucked up. He's going to do it again because it's that, that society has created all, no, all men are shit or all men are trash or men ain't shit. It's that, that mentality that's come. And it's, it's just like one of those things that's going to be around for a while now. Yeah. And, and I think we, we got to find a way to not work around it, but, like, we got to make sure that at least if we do fuck up, that it's not, like, you know, a horrific fuck up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like... Like, don't cheat. <laughs> okay, so, so for instance, so when we, we broke up, when me and her broke up, and we ended up, I ended up coming over here to hang out on New Year's. And we ended up at that party where there were supposed to be strippers. Oh, at. my God. <laughs> That's a so, so I, I went and talked to my like was messaging my brother about it like a couple days later like something like that and I was like oh man like I went to this party and like I was like kind of really upset that like the strippers strippers (laughs) weren't there like they were supposed to be and well she read the message and she throws it in my face and was like oh I'm not supposed to be hurt like that and I'm like for one at the time that I went to this party like initially we weren't supposed to go to that party yeah it was supposed to be just coming over to hang out and then we ended up going two in that situation we were broken up. Yeah. I was single when I went to that party. But I'm in the wrong still. Whereas she's gone out while we were in a relationship yeah, no, no, and no, talked no. to other. Yeah, no, no, no. You're not in the wrong. You're not in the wrong. Only because, A, like, there were no strippers. So, <laughs> you like, yeah. there was nothing to look at. And then, B, the only two females that were at that party, they were some dope-ass rappers. Um, but other than that, though, I mean, it was just like a basic chill guy's night. Like, yeah, it, was, it ended up being like, a, a yeah. full-blown sausage Yeah, well, yeah, but still, like, it was, like, I, I it was a fun sausage it, And I literally, like, <laughs> like, I literally, I chilled outside most of the time because homie locked his keys in his truck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was sitting outside with Well, him no, you don't have to say the homie. I've had Preston on before, well, yeah, so yeah, Preston. Preston locked his keys in his truck, so I was just sitting there chilling outside with him, waiting on the, the locksmith right. to come on to get him into his car. Okay, so I like I gave him a little bit of shit for it. Like, oh, how can you do that? Uh, da, 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 da. And then I almost did it at work. Like, <laughs> but at least you... <laughs> I mean, with your truck, you could kind of get it, do it easier? Or did you get oh, it? no. So the thing was, was that the reason why I got my keys back was because the window was completely down. <laughs> so I was just like... I was in the parking lot like, oh, no. Like, I'm freaking out. Like, God damn it. Lock, lock my keys in the car. And then I'm just like, oh shit, wait, hold on, the fucking window. Is open. <laughs> I can just get in there. No I can problem. just get in, yeah. So, like I've done it before too, and it's like, 
if you if you're in the situation with an older vehicle and you know how to do it, it's not hard to get in and get your keys. It's just if you don't have what you need, it's a bitch. Yeah, like well, for the people who've never broken into cars before, <laughs> what do you need? So like you can literally like, all right, this isn't supposed to be nothing educational, but like for like anything bad. Let me just say that in, in advance. So if you have an older car with an alarm, most of them, with the handles and the vehicles, will if you pull the handle, it will pop the lock. So all you need is a screwdriver and a coat hanger to wedge the door open just enough to where you can get the coat hanger in there and get it down around the handle. That's how the motherfuckers break <laughs> the damn car. <laughs> yeah. Phones, what is it, buddy? Hey, what is it? What's up? You just want your time? And then he just sits down. Yeah. So like I learned I first learned how to break into vehicles with my dad's old truck because my dad was had had lots of memory problems. Uh-huh. So this fucker at least probably six times in a year I had to break into his truck because he left his keys in his truck. Oh my god. Because he locked the door and just like his key he like Pull the keys out of the ignition or shut the car off, not thinking about it. And so I learned how to break into vehicles that way. And then I did it with my Honda. <laughs> and dude, that shit was a bitch to get into because I even like I've even broken into like a 2004 Mercedes using that that same method. Oh my god. See, like I, I've never I've never like broken into shit. Like I've never like I mean I've ran through people's backyards like playing different shit, but that's a besides the fact. Like I, I didn't like so every time I've broken into something, let me just make this 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 it, clear. It was, it was somebody science. it was for somebody getting into their vehicle that I knew them. Uh-huh. And so I had permission okay, to break so this into wasn't, it. Okay, so this wasn't just like a, oh I'm boosting cars like some GTA no, shit. No, like, so I, I like my my stepmom bought this really shitty drop top uh, BMW or Mercedes Benz mm-hmm. that had like battery issues and stuff. So like it, the battery would never stay charged because like the person who fired the sound system in it didn't do it right. Oh, so wow. the car would always be dead. So I had to break into it to get it in so you could open the trunk to get it to it because the way Mercedes are with their fucking key fobs, it's, it's, it's the biggest pile of bullshit ever. That's why I don't, I like, I refuse to buy foreign cars or at least like European cars. Let me say that, because just the amount of headache it is to get into one. When, when you lock your when, keys. Even without locking your keys in the car, when your battery dies. Oh, man. Because BMWs, the batteries are under the seat, in the back seat. Wait, so, what? Yeah, so so BMW, they don't have their batteries, are not in in the front so part is of it, it. Wait, 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 so is it just like a trunk then no like so, it, like, so the the back seat in bmws most of them like even from like 95 on the seat comes up and the battery is underneath it mercedes are the same way oh wow so you literally if your battery dies and your alarm go like goes dead and you don't have one of the ones that have a physical key mm-hmm. you have to have a locksmith break into the vehicle because the car won't open yeah but like properly sometimes with it even if you have the key like just the way that their security systems are uh-huh you literally have to have a locksmith break into the car to get to the battery to give it a jump. That's fucking wild. Mercedes, fix your shit. Like, put, put it in the front of the car. Like, what's but, wrong but, with so, that? So the reason why they do it is for, for because European cars are supposed to be more sporty and performance-based. Uh-huh. 
So they, oh, but literally, like, if you have the battery short circuit, you're fucking lighting a fire under your ass. Literally. <laughs> yeah, but if you it, it's if your battery short circuits in your motor, it's more likely to cause a fire than it is being more towards the back. Yeah, but if it's under the the seat, though. The, well, the, oh yeah, it's under the back seat, though. Yeah, it's so not under the driver's yeah, seat. Yeah. So. Okay. What is it, buddy? Do you hear crackheads arguing outside? Like, what? What is it, dude? We're trying to do a podcast. <laughs> this man just gives no fucks about it. He's just like, I don't care. Like, he he he's been in the room and like we've been, this is what episode six now. I think I don't like ever number these. Um, but no, he's been in the room all six times. I'm pretty sure he's been in all I think four so far. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, dude, I had a fucking um, homeless guy give me a fucking edible. Yes, you know what I Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when, when I was him, I was like, uh, I don't know if I would trust that. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> no, yeah, no, and you should have told me not to take it, okay? Like, I, like nobody was taking... <laughs> you, you ate it? No, 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 no. I took it from the guy. Because he was like, hey, man, I'm passing out edibles. And it's this shirtless, homeless, hippie guy. So I'm just like, it's probably weed. I'm going to talk to this guy. And then he goes, oh, bro, they're just edibles. They're just edibles. They're just edibles. And I'm just like, all right, well, nobody has taken them so far. So I'm just going to take one. And and then it's like a cake pop. It was a cake pop. I was like, I've never seen, like, shit like this before. And I'm, like, walking with him, and I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, I just literally took candy from a stranger. Like, that's, <laughs> like one of the things that we're talking about. Don't take candy from a stranger. Well, I didn't. Okay, so I took it, like, to just be like, okay, well, hey, like, we can interact with homeless people, and it's fine. Like, they're not going to come and, like, shank us or do shit yeah, like, like that. But at the same time, I'm just like, all right, well, I'm just going to throw this to the fucking side of the road, and let's see, like, what happens. Like, yeah, I mean, you see a dead animal next to it then we know it was like meth or something like that like <laughs> but i've never like i've never like heard of somebody because like the, the the drug addicts that are like that like meth heads and crackheads and shit like that they're not gonna give up their drugs with no they're, they're, they're not gonna like, be like hey i got fucking i got coke here. pops bro here you I want one <laughs> like i got a mess pop you want one they're like Depending on where he could have been from, it could have been, like, a California hippie. Yeah, that, like that. that's what I was assuming, honestly. Or, like, somebody, like, from Arizona. Not from Tucson, but, like, somebody who just, like, moved out here like I did. Yeah, because there's, like, like, I know a lot of people who are, like, traveling, like, not necessarily hippies, but they just live on the road for, oh. like, most of the year. And they, like, gypsies? Yeah, like, you call them gypsies. Like, they go from, my like, music festivals, and they just enjoy, like living out on the road like i know somebody who was she's like three years older than me she's one of my sister's like best friends growing up and she came from like a really fucked up situation so soon as she turned 18 was legally an adult she was like i'm out of here bro i'm gone (laughs) and so she went and lived on the road and like lived her best life for like probably three or four years oh wow like, yeah, during that time, she probably wasn't doing, like, the most safest things because she did eventually get a on drugs, but she's clean now. She lives in California. She's got, like, she's got an amazing little boy, like, whole she's family, like, everything. She, like, yeah. she went out on an experienced life. She was, like, 
I'm really tired of being stuck in this small ass town. I'm mm-hmm. gone. Like I'm gonna go live my life and, and do what I can. And now she like works in lives in California and like the, the Emerald Triangle area and like works on weed farms. Like literally, like she used to come up from come up to Washington with like a pound of weed. Wow, like, that's not bad. like three ounces of like three full ounces of or like a half pound of like dabs because when you work on those weed farms you just get that ridiculous amount of weed yeah no i can imagine that that like they'd just be like hey like here's partial your payment like yeah, yeah. Have here, you here's ever, an ounce have like, you ever just, just like seen somebody casually like sell an ounce of dabs for 200 bucks no i have like, you used to, like, get, like, oh, you need, like, because she'd come up here, with a, like, go up to Washington with a whole bunch of weed, and uh-huh. she'd just sell weed to everybody during her time up there to help pay for her being up there, and then she'd sell everything she had before she went back to Cali to pay, for, like, for her way to go back. So she'd be like, all right, I got enough money. I'm going to come up and visit my family, but I'm also going to bring a metric ass ton of weed. Yeah, I'm going to bring, I'm going to be the plug, and... We're gonna yeah. do with some experiments. Yeah, shit. so like, like <laughs> one of the, like one of the times she came up, she came up with like a shit ton of Xanax and uh, a bunch of like, I think she when she came up, she had like three ounces, like three ounces of dabs, and by the time she left, she sold like the last ounce she had to my stepmom for like dirt cheap prices. Like this was like straight like the dispensary is buying from the shop or from yeah. the, the, the so you the just grass. had straight like farm weed yeah just... like it was honestly like super super do you good. remember like, what strain it was no i don't remember like because i grew i grew up with my stepmom was like the plug in, in my town uh-huh. so she literally sold weed to everybody so when i started smoking weed i didn't have to go anywhere like i got weed for going yeah. to school like this sounds. I got weed for going got, to school. I got weed. I got weed for going to school, doing shit like around the house. That was your like, allowance. Yeah, like I, I, I like she buy me games, shit like that. Yeah. Keep, but like, just get weed, and then like I'd always get, like even if I bought weed from her, like just you know, business person's got to sell weed. Yeah. Know? But I'd still like I'd always get hookups. Like I'd spend twenty dollars and I'd walk away with like four grams. Jeez. So like I was getting ridiculous deals, and then some of the best weed I've ever smoked in my life was. Uh, Two strains were mango kush and snow caps. And this one guy grew them in Washington. And these were like some of the best strains in Washington. Tell me why this man died on a fucking jet ski. He so he he, like, he was riding a jet ski and somehow like I can't remember exactly. How well, no, like he smoked the blunt first, got high, got on I, a jet I, ski, I, and then I'm, like just fucking went I'm out there like sure. crazy. Or no, like, no. So we, in Washington, there's a Puget Sound, so it's like the, like the area in the sound where the water is, so it's like uh-huh. the ocean. So I don't know exactly like what happened, but somehow this man died on a jet ski accident. Like he hit his head, something crashed. Like can't remember, and. Like, we were all, like, really sad that the person died because, like, yeah, I knew most of my stepmom's, like, weakness. Like, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, growing up around them, coming over constantly, yeah. just, like, I was there for 10 years, so I, I met a lot of them, talked to them, all that shit. And, like, when he, she's like, oh, he died. And I was like, oh, man, this sucks. And then she's like, he was the snow caps and the mango kush guy. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. And so, like, six months later, she managed to find, like, a half ounce of fucking snow caps. And like we made like we cherished that we like that was like 
That was just like the every time you hit it, you had to do like the Catholic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, and no, so like she, like her and my mom were very like open. Like when I turned six, like 15 or 16, they're like, oh, if you want to smoke with like my mom handed me a pipe like on my 15th birthday. And well, she was like, she was like, do you want to smoke weed? And I was like, you're fucking with me right now, right? Like, the, this, the this, sounds, prank, like this sounds suspicious as fuck. Because, like, well, my sister smoked weed from like 7 to 12. And so she hands me the pipe, and I'm just sitting there and I'm looking at it and looking at her, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. You're going to slap the shit out of me. She's like, no, no, I'm not. So I get up and I walk all the way across our living room before I even do it. And I hit the pipe and I, and I look at my mom, like, as I'm hitting it, and I'm like, I'm waiting for her to get up and just, you know, like that full on mom sprint or like uh-huh. that, I'm going to fuck you up. Oh, yeah. And so I hit it and she's like, and nothing happened. So I was like, okay, cool. So I started smoking weed that day and I got a, a fifth of R&R. So I was getting crossfaded as fuck for my 15th birthday. Jesus. And so my stepmom being the person that she was, uh-huh. she's like, oh, so you want to smoke weed now? We're going hard. Oh, smoked out of a bong, smoked a gold slogger blunt. Like I was like, you were living life. I was like, living you life in a weed coma, dude. Like by the end of the night, it was like my first or second night of smoking. And I was literally like kind of freaking out because I was so high. I was like, my eyes were twitching. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, it feels like there's butterflies in my eyes. And for years, everybody made fun of me for it because oh, it was just dude. like, because like I smoked a gold slogger blunt. And then, so my mom had this like three foot, uh, like bong, you know, uh-huh. and had a scorpion on it. And so we called it the scorpion bong, had an ice catcher, everything. Like, this thing was like, it was me. So, like, I go and hit it, and like, I, everything just goes. Yeah. And I'm just stupid. And then you're just, it just hits you all at, does it hit you all at once? Or you're just like, oh, like, like I've well. been progressively getting higher and higher through the night. Because, like, when I was younger, we, <laughs> The people I lived with, my stepmom, when they go to the hospital, like the ER, uh-huh. you know how like they, they charge whatever's missing from the room to your medical bill? Yeah. They go in and you know them oxygen masks that they put no, on their face? No, they don't. They take those. So we used to smoke blunts out of oxygen masks. Dude. We put duct tape over the, the air holes and you put a blunt in the end and you just hit it. Dude, like I grew up smoking weed like hella tough. Like, See, like I wish... I kind of wish my parents were like that with me. Like, they were, I wish that they were, like, cooler with it at first. But then I'm just like, I probably wouldn't have gotten shit done. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, like I, still, I still got shit done. If I didn't do what I was supposed to do, if I didn't, like, if I didn't go to school, like, so my mom, my, my mom and my stepmom, the way our house worked is my stepmom and my mom lived downstairs, and I did when we first moved in there, but my stepmom would rent out rooms upstairs. Uh-huh. So we'd have roommates constantly and all that, like, but it was people that she always knew that like were down on their luck and they needed a place to stay. So one of the people that ended up moving in with us, it was, it was kind of like my, my stepmom's little snitch. Like this dude was like always in her pocket. Like, you know how like in prison you, you, you see the people that hold out their pocket and they got the person following them on their Yeah, head. yeah, yeah. He was like that to her just oh, simply wow. because like, he, and it's not like it was a bad thing. He was always there for her mm-hmm. and all that. But if I didn't go to school, he snitched on her and like it snitched on me to her, and it was just kind of like. Bro, so he was like a Randall from uh, yeah, Recess. Yeah, so like, if we were doing our shit, it was all good. Like me and him would smoke a blunt like every day. I come home from school, like me and this dude used to play Madden and fucking like 
2K and shit like that on like the old Xbox and PlayStation yeah. 2, like smoking a blunt, like smoke half of it before we start playing the fucking game of Madden, get halfway through the game, smoke the other half of the blunt, <laughs> and then finish out the game of Madden. And like, I used to be a really good Madden player because like when I first started playing, like the only defensive play I ever used to pick was engage eight because it was a blitz. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> fucking all that shit. So like, I literally learned how to play two K and Madden like playing against him on on like Xbox and PlayStation and shit like that. Um, bro, that's the only way you have. That's the only way you can learn, honestly. Like if you're new to a game, get your ass kicked by somebody who's better than you, yeah. and you'll for sure get better. <laughs> yeah, and and so like that's why even now like when I talk about being a kid, being younger and smoking weed, that's why now, like, smoking weed is not really all that is, all, all, like, all that to me anymore, because from the age of 15, yeah, I grew up in a house where I was smoking weed. Like, when I was sick, my mom used to, like, I'd curl up on my mom's little fucking, like, section, like, uh, love seat in the living room with a blanket, uh-huh. had my own pipe. She'd be like, I'm like, Mom, my, 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 I'm out of weed. She'd be like, okay, honey, here, hit me your pipe. Fucking pack me a fat ass bowl, and I just sit there like, I just sit there on my mom's couch, sicker than a shit, smoking bowls, like, chiefing it up just so I can sleep and stay like, stay good. Like, when I tell you, like, we used to have parties, and easily an ounce of weed would be smoked at these parties in one night between everybody smoking, like. Have you ever smoked a 11 gram blunt? No, I've never smoked 11 gram. Like, I've never smoked an 11 gram blunt before. I think the most I've gotten was four. Yeah, we, like, the people I, I grew up with smoking with was, like, everybody sold weed when I was a kid. Like, all because all my sister's friends were older than me, like, three, four years older than me. So those are the people I hung out with. Yeah. So <laughs> these motherfuckers would be selling weed. And then be like, all right, I got enough money. Like, this is all the weed I have left over, and just like selling ounces constantly. Like, so they're just making money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These fuckers would smoke fucking seven gram blunts, eleven gram lunch, just for the fuck of it. Like, have hash. Like the first time I ever smoked hash, it was like six months after I started smoking, so I'm still kind of like new to it. Yeah. <laughs> and never really smoked hash. They handed me a bomb. And I fucking ripped it like it was a regular bowl. Oh. When I tell you I was stuck in a chair, bro. I was stuck in a chair. And then it's got to be one of those things, too, where it's just like they don't tell tell you what strain it is. They don't tell you what what type it is. They're just like, here you go. I'm like like everybody's little brother because, like, my, my sister, these are my sister's friends, so, like, Everybody we grew up with was like kind of like family. Yeah. Is and I'm everybody's little brother. And so when I first started smoking and drinking, everybody's like, "Oh, so this little motherfucker wants to try to be a big kid now." And like, you know, how many times I've gone to parties where like had friends that would literally like, be like, "Oh, you want to drink now? Let me get you fucked up." Yeah, because I'm that person, low key. <laughs> yeah, like, and so started smoking weed and all that, and. After a while, like, I got used to it to the point where, like, I would have to smoke a full bowl of myself before I even started feeling what we wouldn't feel oh, weed man. anymore. And, like, so you like, had a tolerance of that. Yes. 
I yeah. So like at my peak of when I, when I was smoking, I was going through at least a forty sack a day, if not more. Jesus. And that's just because like again, my mom was a plug, so she was yeah. always smoking weed. I could smoke weed with her. Hey, can I get a bowl? Yeah, here you go. Like everybody you, around me was smoking weed. Now, like, did you ever like get brave enough to take? weed from your mom without asking no so i i never so this or did is, you not have to i never had to like i felt like so this is the type of relationship that me and her had like she used to get fucked up at parties and before i before i even started smoking like she'd yeah. get fucked up at parties and i'd always watch her back because like she had like a bunch of fucked up shit like she was on social security disability all that so like literally there's been a couple times where she's dropped like 10 grand at a party oh my god 10 grand like just being drunk as shit dropped 10 that's that's wild and when i was nine years old the first time i ever seen what weed was was cleaning my room and because of the room i moved into there i'd I'd like twin bed bed at my mom's house yeah and when we moved in with a girlfriend my stepmom she had a queen in the room a queen size bed obviously got rid of my bed going on a queen size bed I was cleaning my room and I wanted to go flip my mattress and I found a fucking ounce of weed in between my box spring and mattress. And I was nine. Wow. It was a full fucking ounce of weed. And she's like, oh, I wonder if I lost that shit like six months ago. And I was just like, six months? <laughs> yeah. So she, so when she was younger, she got hit upside the head with a baseball bat. So she's got memory problems. Oh, okay. So okay. like. And okay. so, like, progressively over time, like, with everything that I did and I was looking out for, she never had, like, there was never a question, like, I'd find money under the bathroom counter. Oh, hey, did you drop this? Find weed, all that shit. Just yeah. Like, here, here, your stuff. And she's like, oh, okay. So she, there was never, like. There was never, like, the point where it's just like, hey, did you take this from me? No, it was, the, like, it was just yeah. to the point where it's just like, hey, I found this. Like, yeah, like, here. like Yeah, this is yours, obviously. Yeah, and so because of that, like, growing up with having – the, the, your stepmom be the plug you really don't need anything because everything I wanted I got at eventually at some point I was like a relatively low maintenance kid so it was just like hey can I have some weed or hey can you smoke blow me stuff like that and yeah. it's just and then plus it, even if I didn't have the money to have get weed or she didn't give me weed there was so many people around me that had weed that was just constantly smoking yeah it was never like honestly from like 15 to 19 there probably wasn't a day that I wasn't stoned unless I went to go visit my dad. Oh, wow. Like. So how do you feel about Arizona now being legal for weed? It's, because I've already been through it once. Yeah. Because you're, you're from Washington where now yeah. everything's basically decriminalized well, to a certain well, extent. Well, all the hard, harder drugs in Washington are still uh, criminalized, but it's just like they're trying to work on it. But. Weed's been legal since I was like nineteen, like nineteen twenty in in Washington. Like I, Jesus. I went, I went to the pot shop on my twenty first birthday, and I got, um, I got a quarter, and like three grams of dabs, and I walked out spending less than ninety five dollars. Arizona, step up your fucking game. And I had it. <laughs> Dude, dude, when I moved when I moved down here from Washington, I was getting like there was a spot shop that was selling like granted it was shake weed, but you could get an ounce of shake weed less than forty dollars. What the fuck? So it is like it's not top strain, it's mid strain. Yeah. So it's just straight blunt weed. Right. I was getting nine dollar grams of dabs. Nine dollars. 
But I, I low-key miss, like, having plugs and shit like that. You know, like, now I go to the dispensary because I got my card, whatever. But, like, my plug used to give me fucking shit. Not dirt, not, not like, dirt cheap, but, like, cheap. Or cheaper. And he so, would... So when you're, when you're a plug, you gotta... You have to establish deals. Yeah. You have to have, like, good deals. Because there's so many people that just sell weed. Like, in this day and age, there's, like... Everybody, you can walk into Walmart, and I guarantee you at least not a third. Like, you you can walk into your job, and half and the half the people weed. there either smoke it or they so, sell it. Like that's yeah, it's it's just one of those things. Like <laughs> working for Amazon, and like Amazon's supposed to be a delivery driver, supposed to be like, oh, there's no weed allowed, but oh, bro, the other day that one of my fucking dispatchers. Be hitting up one of my coworkers for fucking weed. What the <laughs> Bruh, like I found that out. You know how, bruh, you know how messed up that is. No, 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 not even. Like, you know, so, I don't know if that's smart or not, actually. So, so realistically, like, the dispatcher can't say anything about this person in there smoking weed because, like, this dude had a fucking weed, pulled out, busted out a weed cart while we were sitting at the Circle K gas station. I'm smoking a cigarette in the morning. This motherfucker busted out a fucking dad thing, bruh. I was just like, all right, I see. Yeah, he's like, like are you like, I used to be smoking in the van, you know, like, you motherfucker low time. But as long as you can drive, hey, yeah, I mean, as long as you drive safely and, you know, you're not being reckless, I don't see, so, like, so, like, once I started smoking, like, religiously, there's only one time ever that I remember that I got so high I couldn't function. And. <laughs> You so this is this is very very crucial to the story. Was it wait 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 before we start this was this just like a weed high this or did you weed, mix it? No, this was weed dabs edibles. Okay, so you just mixed the whole yeah, type I of was weed. Okay, fun. so very crucial piece of information to this. So my stepmom was a black lady. Okay. And her grandmother died. Okay. And so her her family like at this funeral there was easily. 300 people or more, like easily 300 or more people. Mm-hmm. And you know how black families are, they party. Oh, yeah. So after we go to the memorial, like we go to the funeral service, then we go to the where they lower the coffin in the ground, all that. Like we go back to her grandma's house. That's where the party starts. And so we didn't smoke the entire, like out of respect for her grandmother. She didn't smoke the entire time, all the way until we got to her, her grandmother's house afterwards. Yeah. Because she was like, I'm going to be sober for this. I'm going to deal with it. Yeah. So she ended up busting out a dab pin. Because she, at the time, she had a medical. It was before it was rec- uh, recreational, so she had a medical card, too. Oh. So, like, she was getting medical-grade fucking dabs and dab cards and dab pins and all that shit. And granted, at the time, I knew somebody who worked at the dispensary, who the guy who was in charge of making the dabs at the dispensary. Like, there's somebody I grew up with. So, wait, wait, wait. So, the, the person you grew up with was just became, working at the dispensary. Yeah, so he, like, started, he started out as, like, like the... He started the out as, like, just the general guy working at the dispensary. Uh-huh. And then he eventually became the guy that took over the, like, the... Because the way they... You can make uh, dabs in, like, three different ways. With, like, heat and compression. And you can make it with butane and then CO2. So they had like this twenty thirty thousand dollars CO two dab dab making thing in there, and this dude all he would do all fucking day was make dabs. 
And so, so my, my stepmom used to get dabs from him for, for fucking no yeah, more, and like 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 dirt cheap. Because yeah. literally, she used to sell, give sell him weed when he was selling weed before he got did all that. Like, and then, so this was back when edibles were a really big thing, and they just started coming out. <laughs> we used to get edibles for ten dollars a bag, and this was like six hundred milligram piece of edibles with like rainbow strips, orange slices, all that. Like the edibles that you guys that have down here uh-huh. are nothing compared to the way Washington's. Dude, I need to take a trip to Washington. Like I, I really do. Like that. driving, driving up there, it's like a twenty-four hour trip there and twenty-four hour trip back. So like two days driving there, probably like depending on like. If you get like 300 miles on a gas tank, it's like $300 there, $300 back. You can go get dabs. Washington, so Washington doesn't have as high as a limit for what you can buy, mm-hmm. but none of their systems are linked, like like Arizona's are, uh, because Arizona, the medical dispensaries took over the recreational side. In Washington. Well, so wait, it was actually, so it was medical before it was even recreation. So they didn't even have to take over nothing. They yeah, so so, <laughs> so the, the, the way it worked down here, and, and this is probably the reason why you guys will never get as good as deals as Washington, because all the shops that were medical uh-huh. are all the shops that are now recreational. There was no new, new, new person on the block coming in. Yeah. Well, Washington, when it became legal and recreational up there, the medical shops were the medical shops. The recreational shops opened up independently. Oh, so now you have all these recreational shops mm-hmm. that are competing with each other, like Walmart and Target does, on who can get the better deal and have more customers. And when when they first started selling weed, selling weed, it was pretty fucking ridiculous. You were spending like twenty five dollars to get twenty five thirty dollars to get two grams. It was kind of shit. Like, and it was like that for like the first year and a half. But as soon as they they recouped all their money from the licensing and getting everything set up, and once they started turning a profit, that's when the deals started coming in. Like literally, like up in Washington, you know how like they have the daily deals here mm-hmm. at the shops. Yeah. Well, Washington has those, but they're on crack. Like during se- during football <laughs> season, during football season, literally. They have a Seahawks special. They have a no. It's not even just Seahawks special. Like it's the NFL. During football season, during the NFL, on Sunday, you can go into the shops, and I think you get, like, between, depending on what shop it is, you get 10 to 25% off of whatever you buy. In, in the deals that, that Washington, that, that Arizona has is, like, on specific brands, when Washington has a deal, it's on the whole fucking shop. It's not even like, oh, Venom is on sale for this thing. It's, oh, no, it's 25% off all concentrates. It's not just one brand. It's everything. I'm moving on. I, 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 <laughs> and literally, so like, and again, how I said that the, the shops aren't linked. Uh, the state doesn't keep track of who bought what weed where. It's just you can't go to this shop. So I can go to this shop and I can buy an ounce. Yeah, but you can't go to this I thing. can't buy it. I can't buy another ounce of weed from that shop for full 24 hours. Because that shop, specific shop, keeps track of how much I bought. Yeah. But I can buy notes from this shop, this shop, this shop, and this shop. All on the same day. And they don't give a fuck. It's, it's. That, that is. 
That's amazing. That's what that is. That, that honestly, like. And everybody, and, and like everybody's freaking out about it. Like it, 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 the recreational side took over a whole lot faster down here because of the fact that the medical shops took over the recreation. Because it took them like a good solid almost year for it to become like properly recreationally recreationalized in Washington because it took them a year for like all these businesses had to had to uh, do their permits, get their permits ready, do all that, get approved, establish the shop, get all their stuff going. And it took them about a year. But during that, that year, it was no longer illegal to have weed. It was just illegal to sell. So you could have up to an ounce of weed. But you couldn't you sell. You couldn't sell. Like, that's, that's most places, though. Like, anywhere you go, that so, you get so like here, selling weed, though. Yeah, so so you realistically, like, there's no way that... Because there, there was, I think, with the recreational in Washington, you can grow weed, too. But it, like, there's... And the medical shops are still open, too, so, like... You had your buddy go to the medical shop and buy you weed mm-hmm. and just pay for it. It's the same thing as like as long as you're in, the, you meet the the legal requirements for it. It's the same thing as me handing you twenty dollars and saying, "Hey, go buy me a bottle of Jack from the store." It's the same way with like here's twenty bucks and you go pick me up some fucking like Grandma Dabs from the, the dispensary. Yeah. So as long as you're within the legal the legal aging, and so even in Washington, you can be. Uh, the way that Washington did it is like the uh, there wasn't tax on medical weed. You paid the price that it, it was there. You paid that price. So it was just the price, and then there was yeah, like so a like, state tax. Or well, you guys don't really have no, state. So you, we, you guys didn't have state high state taxes though, we, or we if anything. We didn't. Like, no, we, the only thing Washington has is we have the the sales tax. We don't have the state tax. So the reason why Washington is expensive, and part of that is my my belief is Washington doesn't have a state tax. Like down here, you pay state taxes and get paid and all that shit, so they take the money out from there. Washington doesn't have that, so they charge you more in taxes on other things for like tolls and shit like that. Yeah. So they can pay for your shit. Where Arizona, because recently, like up in Washington, up until recently, there was. it was like three hundred dollars to register weed, and you had to go through emissions and all that shit. Well, they recently just passed it to where the entire state of Washington is there's zero emissions. So you don't even have to test. No, nope, no, nope, it's just you can pull up a fucking hoopy with a blown head gasket, fucking blowing white smoke to the fucking DMV and be like, "Hey, I need to register this vehicle." They're like, "Okay, have fun, Bruh. That's a tempting move now. <laughs> so, so Washington is like Washington. There's it's very like certain type type of careers up there. It's, you're a tradesman. You're working in yeah, shipyard. Okay. Or you're like tech, or you're working for Amazon. There's not really a bunch of like. Okay. There's not like a lot of like. Op- there's no. There's not that or like a. Well, I was gonna say Portland's and Oregon. Never mind. But, so Portland is Portland is illegal recreational, just like Washington is. Yeah. And if you get if you live in Portland, you're three four hours away from Seattle. You can drive up to and from in the weekends. Uh, Portland doesn't have uh, sales tax; they got the state tax though. So like, you, there's no taxes on what you pay for in Oregon. And Washington's just a fucking hop, skip, and a jump across the, the state line. And and. Oregon has decriminalized everything. Oh, so it's Oregon that's so done yeah, that. you can okay. do you can do 
Oregon before they decriminalized everything, it was like on a personal use level. Uh-huh. Um, they legalized the use of mushrooms. Yeah, well, then, because they, I know they have like magic mushrooms to where like they're like for medical purposes. Yeah, so, so, but even then, they like they legalized it so you could do magic mushrooms in Oregon before they decriminalized everything. Oh, bruh. So, like, there's a reason why the West Coast, yeah, there's a whole bunch of shitty politics. And, like, if you're not really, like, a big gun person, what living on the West Coast is really nice because it's just, like, there's so much liberties there. Yeah, bro. And so, basically, how I view the West Coast is everybody's high and politics show that. And then when it comes to, like, states like Texas, everybody's drunk. And that's why everybody, like, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, and even Washington, so like Washington has its its gun culture too, but it's, it's Washington is is different. Like there's still the, there's still the good like because in Washington you got the rednecks like like really? the red, there's so many like rural mountain towns and like you cities, got like okay so cities that are like that are deep in the woods, bro. Like, are they like Alabama rednecks or so they're like, not like they're not like Alabama like I'm gonna fuck my cousin redneck. But there's still like there's good old yee yee boys that go camping and hiking. That that'll go out there and like they they hunt and do shit like that. Like there's they good old farm. like there's yeah, farms and stuff. There's good old country boys. Yeah. But it's not like the South Country boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Then I think I've had enough of country, honestly. But so, so the, like country people in general. So, like, so, but the way Washington is with country mm-hmm. people is like the entire population is mixed together. Like the country people go into the city. Like you can live twenty minutes from the city, and like, like here, twenty minutes from the city is you're still driving. Like you're in the outskirts of the city. Yeah. But like it takes twenty minutes to get into the city. Where out there, you can live in the country, and the twenty minutes it takes you to drive, you're driving through country most of the way. And then you're in the city. It's like very, and there's like there, there's a lot of trees, and so there, there's a lot of like wooded areas. So like small towns are like in the trees, like kind of like there's towns, and then it's just trees everywhere. Yeah, like Belfair. There's a town called Belfair in Washington. That's like because I'm from Bremerton, so it's like 30 minutes south of Bremerton, and it's straight country, like poor orchards kind of country. So, like, the further out you get is kind of more country. Like, Seabeck was one of the small cities out on the outskirts of Bremerton. That is, like, 20 minutes till you get into, like, one of the major cities where, like, the big grocery stores and stuff are. But it's still, like, a quiet rural area. And, yeah, there's tweakers out there, but there's tweakers everywhere. Yeah. And the people who live in Seabeck have guns. So, you don't go fuck with people in Seabeck because you're a good shot. Damn, man. But it's just, it's, it's very, Washington is a very beautiful place. It's very expensive to live, even in like the smaller cities. And the smaller cities, whereas like, even here, so like Arizona, like the smaller cities have a bunch of shit because they're all like right there, like together. And you can do more things because there's more open space, whereas Washington, there's so many people living there, like on top of each other, and the jobs and the way like the state-run shit is kind of fucked up. So it's very expensive to live anywhere, 
there's not a whole lot of jobs because there's more people in the city with not as much opportunity. Because like I said, it's the, the shipyards, yeah, Boeing, Amazon, Microsoft, and like Team those are like big corporations and the big jobs up there, mm-hmm. or being a tradesman. If you're not in one of those, and you don't have like retail experience, jobs can be kind of a bitch to find. Yeah, because even, well, whereas like down here, there's call centers, there's like, oh, so they don't even have those. No, no, like Washington, or not like, not like how it is out here. No, so Washington had like, in Bremerton, we had one call center and they were around for like 15 years and they traded like, it was always Sprint, but like the name of the business changed and then it just kind of shut down one day. Damn. And like people, like you can make good money doing call center shit out there, but like roofers. Roofers are a big thing up there because you have to constantly replace your roof with the weather. Oh, it's yeah. not flat roofs like down here. You just tar the roof and call good for 20 years. Up there, you have to replace your shingles every 15 years. So Yeah, because y'all get a lot of rain, right? Like, yeah, that's rain. Like, snow, sleet. Like, well, snow, snow's not, snow's been more common like the last few years. But growing up, we really didn't have snow. But what it is is it's the big rainstorms and the windstorms where, like, your roof will get fucked up because a big ass tree that will fall on you, and it fucks up your roofing. You gotta have like somebody. Well, if a tree it. falls on your roof, it's not just fucking up the roofing. I mean, it's not even like it's not even necessarily like a whole tree falls on your roof. It's like branches. Limb, and, yeah, like a yeah. dead limb falls off the tree and falls on your roof. That's mainly what you're dealing with. So, but yeah, it's like. Really, most of what you deal with. Okay, so I have an anime question for you. And the only reason I know about this, because I don't read the manga or anything like that, is because fucking Facebook spoiled it for me. Fucking Kurama dies. Did you know this? In what? In Boruto. No, I Did you know that? No, I don't pay attention to Boruto. Like... That entire anime, bro, like... Bro, it's so, actually, like... So, so, once you, like, from my understanding, once you get past, like, the, 100, the first 150 episodes, it gets good. It, it was, like, 79 for me, but, like, yeah, roughly. So, so that, it's, yeah. it's like, a really shit, like... Oh, um, dude, it's dog shit, but it was... It, it's kind of worth it now to sit through it, because, like, you get, um, like, this last episode, it was uh, Kashin Kojin versus Komahamaru. Yeah, see, like, I don't, see, my, my thing about it is, is, like, I get that, that Boruto's supposed to be Naruto with everything that Naruto didn't have. No, so, so Boruto's so, more like Sasuke, though, now. So, like, like personality-wise, yeah, but, so, like, the, the baseline of what Boruto was supposed to be was showing what Naruto's life could have been had his dad and mom not died, had he not been made the Nine-Tails Ginger Key. And, like, actually was, like, relatively intelligent. Like, that's what it's supposed to be is, like, the polar opposite of what Naruto was. But at the same time, like, you got all these hardcore Naruto fans that are supposed to go in and watch Naruto essentially be a dumbass and a bitch. And fucking Sasuke be a bitch. Like, yeah, I'm sure there's cool fights, but it's just literally, like, you got a really snot-nosed fucking kid that doesn't know anything of what his dad's done, doesn't give a fuck to know about it. Uh-huh. And he's just being, like, a little bitch. And that's what's kind of, like, really frustrating. Yeah, but then, like, 
after so after that frustrating aspect of it and when he finally finds the respect for his dad yeah it's it's like i'm not gonna say like it's a whole other like i'm not gonna say like it's exactly how naruto was or like how shippuden was really but i mean if we we can take like this from 170 like from the 151 or really from 79 and forward and just count it as like oh hey like the first season was shit here's season two and it's better <laughs> but, but like and that's like one of those things that it's really hard to do to go into it is like when you're because even though it's kind of shit there's still a whole lot of stuff that you miss if you don't watch the first 79 episodes you miss a whole lot like small little things like the whatever the fuck the girl's name is that had like the the sealed beast into her or whatever oh yeah that's... the no room or whatever they, it was so they they call her cat uh the class rep the, i don't yeah. think you ever get a name yeah so so you miss certain things like that like where it there is character development there yeah but it's just like it's so hard to sit and watch through that that's why I just I can't get into it because I'm not gonna watch an anime from like episode 150 on because you miss so much in that like even if it's not super all that relevant yeah you still miss 150 episodes of content and the fact of it is that it took them 150 episodes Bruh. to get it to the point where the show was decent enough to, to actually watch, watch. <laughs> well I don't know like I like because like, like I, 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 I legitimately because of how much I enjoyed Naruto, I, uh, I tried to. You watch tried it, to, and it's just like, bro, nah. watch it. Well, fuck, like, fuck the character development. Fuck, like, you know, Shikamaru's kid, and you know all that. <laughs> but take, like, start watching it now because now it's like, um, Kashin Kojin, basically Darius twins coming back or Darius clone. Then it's Jigen. Um, I forgot. Like, like the Jigen fight should be coming soon. I mean, have you seen a uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, dude? So it's basically like a, it's basically Naruto. But like Naruto, but the guy is like, it, it basically really is just Naruto, honestly. I'm like they, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm being dead ass, bro. Like the they literally copied and i'm gonna show you uh the guy's name is gojo and he's basically kakashi right mm -hmm. the only difference is that this dude just wears like um a sleeping mask over his eyes you know how, like how you have like an airplanes mm -hmm. like at airports and shit yeah no uh hold on jujutsu kaisen so this is That dude right there, that's their Kakashi. Okay. See the similarities. It's a ripoff. It's literally a ripoff. They got a orange haired kid or no, so, kid. so the pink haired kid, that's the main, that's Naruto. And so he basically eats a demon finger, I guess, um, to where a, a demon, the guy in the back, takes over him. And can switch. 
any time, not at any time, but like whenever this guy wants, AKA Kurama and Naruto. This guy. Teenage Sasuke with just slightly different spiky hair. Well, so here's the thing. He's actually a little bit different than Sasuke. He doesn't run out on his friends. That's the difference. And then you have, you know, useless. No, no, no. She's actually not useless. Actually not useless. I will say, right, Zach? Yeah, I know. No, but I wouldn't say she's useless because, like, she can actually fight. Like, she came in the show, like, like first introduced. Just in, in 500 episodes of Shippuden, the one time Sakura is actually useless, useful is when she's saving Naruto and keeping his and literally physically beating his heart with her hand. Other than that, she is useless. No, no. I, I will make the argument. I will be the devil's advocate in this. Only because I don't 100% believe that. <laughs> Sakura was somewhat useful during the war. Not just healing Naruto. Healing Naruto during Minato's, like before Minato saved everybody. Minato, however the fuck you want to say it. Right? She beat up the fucking, the fucking uh, clone, in the, or not the clone. Well, yeah, she beat a white Zetsu. Trying to, you know, pretend to be Neji. But the white zits aren't that hard to beat. Okay, but still, she helped. <laughs> um, Kiba helped like, the same way. <laughs> but Kiba never got the recognition. <laughs> just because it's Kiba. Kiba doesn't get recognition. He's just, he's like the pet dog. That's always going to be there. He's the Yamcha of that universe. Yeah. But no, um... She's the number one Kanoichi. That's, that's because uh, that's because there's like all the other ones. They she's she may be the number one Kanoichi, but that's because Hinata got knocked out and chose to be a mom. No. So 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 I, no. so so realistically, realistically, other than the the hundred healing factors, it, whatever it is that she can do, Hinata will straight up body her in a fight. Just thinking about it, like. If you think about how much Hinata has grown, like if you take into like, so even like there's the the, the Naruto like the last movie or whatever when they're they're in outer space fighting, yeah, and, and all that like which I, I don't so, understand so, how they were in outer space. <laughs> bro, they, they there's pocket dimensions in Naruto and outer space is hard to, to, to Bro, but you, like, still can't breathe, though. Like, there's still, like, humans, though, at the end of the day. If there's there's barriers, there are barriers, trap oxygen. There's levels. There's levels. There's levels of plot, plot armor. <laughs> plot plot holes, plot it's, armor. It's, it's, it's plot armor, bro. Doesn't matter. It's like um, it's like the, uh, the, the new My Hero Academia movie where Deku gives Bakugo his quirk at the end. Wait, no. I haven't seen it. Oh my bad. Well, <laughs> anyway, um, it, so, so so he he ends up like in a way. So he ends up like essentially sharing his his quirk with Bakugo, and he retains his quirk at the end of the fight because of plot armor. Jeez, it's still it's still an amazing movie that you should really watch. 
Okay, I'm gonna have to watch that one. But like, it, 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 so the only part that I, I actually have said is like one of the big spoilers that they actually have Shrek seen everywhere is like seeing Bakugo fight with the Quirk. So the only reason why I mentioned it is because that that spoiler is everywhere on the internet. Um, see, like I don't even follow my hero like that. Like I've seen all the seasons, and it's just really not for me. Or not, not for me, so but like I'll watch it, but like it's, it's not, not my go-to. Yeah, it's not. Know? It's not necessarily like one of my go-to animes to watch either. Like I'll, I'll, I'll sit down and watch Dragon Ball Super or something like that. Like it's not my go-to anime either. It's just it's one of those ones that has relatively good character development, relatively good storyline. It's not the best. It's very flawed. Like, so I do have to prop this question for you. With all of Naruto's plot armor. That he has, does he stand a fight with Sadama? So, so from my, I, I don't really watch uh, One Punch at all. I couldn't get into it, but so from from my understanding is Sadama is a gag character. Sadama is a gag character. Similar at, at, at most, I don't know if I don't know if he's necessarily planetary level, whereas Naruto at his peak is planetary. So like that's how people use it for description terms. Like, like Goku at his current state is universal. He could essentially destroy a universe. Like Goku's been planetary for a while. He's with Master Ultra Instinct. He's universal. Like he has essentially the power of the angels and the gods. Mm-hmm. So he is essentially a universe possible destroying character at this point. And even like, not to mm-hmm. argue that, but even if like. I have like shit like on Facebook and stuff like that. Be like, oh, he's only mastered eleven percent of it. And I'm just like, no, no, still, 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 like, it's enough to fucking so, spirit so, bomb. So, Come so, on. so to scale the way that Ultra Instinct works is so the gods of destruction for the thirteen universes that there are, mm-hmm. not a single one of those gods of destruction has mastered Ultra Instinct to the level that Goku has. The angels are born into Ultra Instinct. Yeah. That's why they, they can fight in it. Mm-hmm. And so the lower class angels, the ones that aren't assigned to a god of destruction, run Ultra Instinct at about 20%. The ones that are that are uh, paired with the god of destruction run at about 30%. The Grand Priest runs at about 50%. Or something like that. Like I can't remember. Like, yeah, but the it's, exact it's amount, just like but the, yeah. the scaling is Goku's. Goku is yeah. He's touched a very small portion of it, but at, at this point, Beerus, unless Beerus Hakaizen mm-hmm. can catch him off guard, like Hakaizen, there's Beerus and Goku are almost. I, I won't say that I won't say that Goku's stronger than Beerus because Beerus has other. Yeah. Because like part of what they're touching on in the in the manga, like some of the things that I've seen, is that the destroyers have other powers mm-hmm. other than just like obviously destroy like yeah yeah. So I, I would say that Goku has the best potential at his current state of going up against the god of destruction, other than like Jiren, because Jiren is. Is a god what about Vegeta, though? So Vegeta, Vegeta, because isn't Vegeta now stronger than Goku? No, no, Vegeta. So Vegeta was temporarily stronger than Goku. They will never 
allow Vegeta to consistently stay stronger than Goku. But during the last arc of the manga, he temporarily becomes stronger than Goku. And the world went fucking crazy. Yeah, for like the two weeks that he was actually canonly stronger than Goku, the world went fucking went, went crazy. Yeah. But then Goku properly, like, fully mastered Ultra Instinct, like, to the point where literally Goku can... Ultra Instinct. See, I can't wait to watch... I can't wait to watch it, because I, like... I, I need to... I need new anime to watch. And so Dragon Ball Super is like really, I can't wait till they produce more of the seasons, which they're going to, but it's going to take them time. Yeah. Because there's not like the amount of people who love Dragon Ball. And then so like the Dragon Ball Super follows more closely to Dragon Ball Z than Dragon Ball GT did. Yeah. And they've essentially wiped out the possibility of Dragon Ball GT ever being canon. With just the fact that when Vegeta and uh, Bulma's daughter was born, the name's different. So there's no possible way for it to be kidding. So they literally just wiped out the yeah, entire Yeah, GT, GT doesn't, GT oh. doesn't, GT isn't, isn't relevant, it's non-canon. Wow. Like, GT, like... GT was like the ugly stepchild that so, you keep in so, your basement, like... So GT was essentially just like an entire series of filming. Like... You know how like certain filler episodes aren't canon. Yeah. GT was an entire series of filler that nobody really liked. There's some people that liked it. Like to me, it wasn't because like yeah, I love Dragon Ball Z, but I'm not like that super big fanboy. Yeah. I enjoyed GT. A lot of people said it was trash because it wasn't like it, it didn't. It wasn't keep, like a lot of people's cup of tradition treat, like... of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. It completely changed and like Goku became a kid, got his tail back, the Super Saiyan Four, blah blah blah. But realistically, the same reasons you can be mad about GT and about like the ridiculous power scaling and stupid shit like that, you can be mad about Super because it literally starts off with, oh, Super Saiyan, you know that form you, you've been using for however many seasons and however many years? It's irrelevant now. Yeah, I'm a god. I'm a god. It's like... And I dream of a Super Saiyan god. Yeah, and, and so literally like... Super Saiyan God has essentially made Super Saiyan irrelevant. And even with Goku not properly fighting in Super Saiyan God, when Ultimate Gohan comes back, he actually can relatively keep up with Super Saiyan God, Blue with Kaioken. I think he goes Kaioken yeah. with Goku. Maybe not like do enough to like damage him, but like enough for Goku to go to that level to push Gohan. And there's still part of Gohan that at some point in time they could scale to make Gohan relevant again. But I want them to. I honestly want them they, to. They, 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 they will never make Gohan relevant like they should. Because when. So in the middle of the Majin Buu arc, right? When Goku becomes Ultimate Gohan, or Mystic Gohan, and, or Ultimate Gohan, whatever form you want to call it, uh -huh. he was supposed to beat Buu. And. The creator was just like, nah. What? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make Goku do it. That's the whole purpose of the scaling was because Gohan was supposed to take over. Gohan was supposed to become the strongest character in the in the series. Damn. And then they just kind because of, like that's that's part of it was the Cell Games was supposed to make establish Gohan being the strongest, right? Uh huh. 
And then when they come back and they bring the Majin Buu arc, they, uh, they're they like, oh, well, it's been so peaceful. Gohan stopped training. Well, he's pretty much like a weak-ass bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, they made him like a skinny barely, little twig. Yeah, and he can barely keep going in Super Saiyan 2 form. Like, he can barely get into it. Yeah. And then they go through, like, this big old training montage of him going up to be with, like, the Grand Kai's, Shrink Kai's, and all that, and... Even then, basically turn him into they 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 overpower the fuck out of him, and they're like, "You're bitch, you're gonna get eaten by Boo," and we're gonna make Vegeta and Goku save the day with the the Potara fusion. And once they did that, it kind of gag charactered it, and yeah, then he beats him with the spear bomb, and then the great Saiyan man, yeah, and then. It's just family man. Yeah. In fact, like, and it's funny because so like one of the things that they're they're saying is, so, essentially, with the way the creator has written it, half and quarter sayings are technically stronger than full sayings, because for saying so sayings are relatively like emotionless beings, unless something happens to them, like how Goku. Happened to Goku. Uh-huh. The reason why Gohan has the potential to be stronger is because he has the human emotions. So Gohan, being half human, has the ability to become stronger than that because of the way he can tap into his emotions. At least on the same level of the playing field. Yeah. Well, they just kind of nerfed him because, like, the writer, the, the creator, because he was originally like thinking about ending. I think, if I recall correctly, he was thinking about ending it around the Boo Saga, like right after the Cell Saga, mm-hmm. and then they did the Boo Saga, and then they just slowly kept it going, and then Dragon Ball Super, where again, Gohan's a bitch. Yeah. Like, Do you think they should have brought Cell back for Super? Um. Yes and no. Like, so, like kept Frieza. Like, so, we so would have kept Frieza so, and then just added Cell and probably took away, like, Majin Buu or something so like that. So, Cell, Cell is very, Cell is one of those, those beings that it's very hard to bring back because, essentially, Cell has the, the Zenkai boost like the Saiyans do, but when, so, like, when Cell fought Gohan and then he, did, did, like, tried to kill himself, when he came back, he was stronger and had the ability to essentially go Super Saiyan 2, having fought Gohan in Super Saiyan 2. Yeah. Or Super Saiyan, like, whatever. Cell, essentially, as long as you, if you don't destroy him properly, he can continue to come back off of a single cell and potentially just get stronger and stronger. So, realistically, him creating, a, say, a mini-cell could get killed, and then that mini-cell could possibly become another cell. That would become stronger. So, Cell was a good villain, but the way his character is mm. is more broken than even Saiyan is. But there's Enkai boost. Because Cell can essentially absorb people, take their abilities, and every time he respawns, essentially. So, say Cell fights uh, Beerus and somehow doesn't die to Beerus, he could come back with Beerus's powers. And then how do you how do you how do you stop? Well, then I, I mean at that point Weez would kind of have to take over 
But then again, if if Weiss doesn't do it, well, well, Weiss probably would kill him properly. But well, I mean, even Beerus, like as long as he did what he did to uh, what what's that dude, that green dude, um, Yeah. See, so he in that moment he. So the way that the uh, Zamasu line works, or the, the story arc works, is it's like a, it's a time anomaly where it's like, this happens, and this happens, and this happens, and it reverses back to this happening, to this happening, to this happening. It's just like a loop. Mm-hmm. And because of what Beerus did, he broke the loop, so it could continue to keep going. Because the Zamasu that he killed was supposed to be like in a couple years and do all the shit that the Zamasu of the future timeline, the Trunks timeline did. In creating Goku Black and all that. So that's how they explained it as he stopped it and that's why Trunks' timeline kind of just collapsed and disappeared. Well, no, but I'm saying like they could have brought Cell back and then Beerus could just kill the way, kill yeah, Cell the but, way that he but, killed Zamasu. So, so Cell coming back, again, bringing him back would essentially he'd be more powerful than he was and he would be more aware because of certain things like learning it. Whereas Frieza, Frieza's very selfish and, oh yeah, if I'm brought back to life, I can conquer and rule again. But if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, then it's just going to be it's over. It's going, yeah. Yeah, so Frieza, Frieza is very, in a way, controllable by his own selfish actions and what he wants. Mm-hmm. He just wants to be the ruler of everything. Whereas Cell just wants to destroy everything. So Cell essentially would have been a good god of destruction. But it wasn't like his character. I don't know. I don't feel like it fits into it. Like Frieza. Frieza was the, the guy that killed all the saints. Like, that's why Vegeta hates him and what he did to everybody on Namek and everything. That's why Goku hates him. Yeah. And he's the original villain. Yeah, from where it all... Yeah. And, and Cell, Cell came out and he tried his hardest and did all that, whereas Frieza never had anybody challenge him, never had a reason to train. So when he came back and he trained, he became Golden Frieza. And then so on, like, just... The way that the battle goes, having Frieza back makes more sense than having Cell back. Yeah, because you can get more. Because there's always going to be people that are in Fall Frieza. There's always going to be the Frieza army, blah blah blah. blah. The Frieza force. Yeah, there's always going to be those people. Whereas Cell, his whole goal is to kill everybody, and if they, you can't kill them, steal their power and then kill them. Yeah, he did have more of a cult following, Frieza. Yeah, and Majin Buu's the, the good guy now. Yeah, and. They even so the only character out of out of GT I believe that they've made canon was Oop. Oop. Oob. Oob. Okay. So when when Goku kills Majin Buu, Kid Buu, uh-huh. he's like, I, I hope that you get reincarnated as a good person. So Oob is supposed to be the reincarnation of uh, okay. Buu, but as a human. Oh, and then okay. in, in GT, Majin Buu fuses with Oob and becomes Majin Oob. It's weird. But I think Oob is actually canon in Super. And even like Go. So, you know, Vegeta has a brother, right? Yeah, Tarbol. Tarbol, yeah. So Tarbol's even canon in the GT or the Super 
is got became Canon and Super. Did we ever figure out what his wife was? I don't remember. I, I remember watching the movie, but I don't remember like his wife was like a weird alien, and he's just like, how do you say and she just like be able to match with so many like like. So if you think about it, the way our the way our life is like. Humans can't go out and sleep with the monkey and have a baby, or sleep with the dolphin and have a baby. But Saiyans can go fuck whatever they want and they create a kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, with at least Goku and Vegeta, they at least picked the women, like actual like human beings. Yeah. To... Yeah, but but still, it's just like, how is it that? I mean, I get it. It's, it's supposed to be like an alien space. Thing or whatever but. but nah they're they're basically just supporting bestiality in the beginning and then just want to hide that under the rug just start to sweep the bestiality under the rug i mean i mean i, I can get why Saiyans can kind of reproduce with humans because Saiyans are essentially half you half, half yeah. apes like they're like partially apes just like humans are supposed to have evolved from apes yeah but it's still it's like the like, space ape can come fucking human ape <laughs> like all right, Dylan, well, do you have anything to plug or anything like that? No, I'm not, I don't really do social media that hard. All right, well, I do actually have something to plug before um, before we end the podcast. I'll be on a comedy show at Monterey Court on uh, March 30th. That's a Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Uh, with some great comedy. Uh, with some great comics hosted by Nick Perlow, who I'll probably have on the show uh, here closer to when the actual comedy show, just to pick his brain and stuff like that and, you know, kind of promote everything. Um, but great uh, comedics, uh, you know, com- uh, comedics, goddamn, comedians on the fucking bill, like Lex Scow and uh, Jared Martin. Uh, and then uh, April 10th as well down at House of Bards. And literally, I got lucky. It's literally right, like, literally both these places are right around the corner. I fucking lucked out. (laughs) But, um, no, guys, um, this has been the Always High Podcast, and uh, Dylan hasn't smoked because of his whole CDL thing, but I'm always high, (laughs) and I'm high. But thank you guys for listening, and uh, see you guys next episode.